Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of From Downtown, an NBA podcast. I know we are all excited for the restart of the NBA on July 31st and the next season of basketball, but today I will be giving every lottery pick of the 2019 NBA draft, starting from the 14th pick all the way up to the first pick, a grade of F to A+. Today's podcast will be more of a speaking format as opposed to like the normal podcast thing where you just like argue with each other. I got this idea from a YouTube channel called Hoops Preference, but I disagreed with a lot of his choices, so I decided to make my own. Before I start, I would like to welcome everyone to the start of this wonderful podcast, and I hope you all enjoy this. Starting with the 14th pick in the draft is Romeo Langford, a shooting guard from Indiana, and he was selected by the Boston Celtics. Romeo has had an injury full season, and when he did play, he put up average numbers, like 2.6 points per game, 1.2 rebounds per game, and 0.2 assists per game on 37% shooting with his 27 games played with the Celtics. Because of low amount of minutes and because of the Celtics' deep depths, he played eight games with the Celtics G League team, the main Red Claws. He averaged there 10 points per game, 2.7 rebounds per game, 1.3 assists per game, and he showed potential in his defensive play and vision, but he was really overall disappointing for a lottery pick. I would have to give him a C plus though because of his potential and strong defense, but his stats were not anything special, especially for a lottery pick. But mark my words everyone, down the road Romeo Langford will be a solid player. Plus remember, the Celtics selected Jalen Brown a couple of years ago, and he was supposed to be a com- like, complete bust. Now look at him now, he's a great player. With the 13th pick, the Heat drafted shooting guard Tyler Hero from the University of Kentucky. He has had a pretty good season, averaging 12.9 points per game, 4.0 rebounds per game, and 1.9 assists per game on 41% shooting in 47 games played with the team. He scored top 10 scoring for points per game for rookies, but since the Heat picked up undrafted Kendrick Nunn, who's proving to be an amazing player, Hero is a great shot creator, though, and could eventually become a star, but I think he will just be playing a solid role that the Heat can rely on to score when they need scoring. He is a huge steal of the draft, though, so I'd have to give him a solid A- because he is proving to be a solid role player playing behind Kendrick, and it gives the Heat more depth at the shooting guard position. Twelfth pick selected power forward P.J. Washington Jr. from the University of Kentucky to the Charlotte Hornets. This was a very good pick for the organization, which is the first in a while, probably since Kemba. Except for Shea Gilgis Alexander, but he was traded away immediately. Good job, Hornets. He is one of the top players on the team along with Devontae Graham, and he averaged 12.2 points per game, 2.4 rebounds per game, and 2.1 assists per game on 45.5 shooting. He was an important factor in winning because in wins he averaged 15 points per game, but in losses he averaged 10.6 points per game. He was a solid pick with good potential and runs the offense well, but he is not a very gifted free throw shooter. But he was a great pick for the Hornets, an outstanding rebounder, so I'd have to give this pick an A- because he was a steal, like just, just like Tyler Hero. Coming in with the 11th pick, 
There was power forward Cameron Johnson from the University of North Carolina, selected to the Timberwolves, but later that night flipped to the Suns in a trade where the T-Wolves acquired the draft rights to the sixth overall pick, Jared Culver, in exchange for Cameron Johnson and Dario Saric. I don't really know how to pronounce that. I think I did well. But as for Cameron Johnson, there isn't really anything special to look at. He has averaged 8.1 points per game, 2.9 rebounds per game, and 1.1 assists per game on 41.8% shooting. He has a decent ability to score the ball, shoot the three, and a decent potential, but there isn't much else. I think the best thing about the trade with the T-Wolves was getting their starting power forward, Dario. In a disappointing first season with the Suns, I would have to give Cam Johnson a D-plus because of his good shooting but disappointing play and overall season. He has many years left to improve. In the 10th spot, the Atlanta Hawks selected small forward Cam Reddish. He was the last one selected of the big three at Duke University. He had a decent season with a young Atlanta Hawks team, averaging 10.5 points per game, 3.7 rebounds per game, 1.5 assists per game on 38.4% shooting. He has great potential and good scoring ability. He started in a bit more half, a bit more than half of the games before the shutdown. He also averaged about 1.1 steals per game, so he can clog up the driving lanes. He is he is six feet eight inches and has a seven foot one inch wingspan, so he can guard many positions. He has a solid three point shooting season but he tends to make it in streaks, so if he can improve his shooting stroke, he can be a much better player. He's been a solid player this season, and he's many le- years left to improve. I would have to give him a solid B+, because it was a good pick for the organization, and he has a ton of potential and a great shooting touch. B doesn't get an A because he is un- inconsistent in scoring. With the ninth pick in the draft, the Washington Wizards selected power forward Rui Hachimura from Gonzaga. He is an athletic forward that averaged 13.4 points per game, 6.0 rebounds per game, and 1.7 assists per game. He started in every game for the Wizards. He is a solid shooter, shooting 82.9% from the free throw line and 47.8% overall, both of which are above average for the league. He has tons of potential to be a star in the near future, and his offensive side is extremely gifted. He has a great ability to score the ball, but his defensive play is not like the other side. He averaged 0.2 blocks per game, and for a power forward, that just won't cut it in this league. I would have to give this pick a solid B+, because of his potential and great ability in offense, but he doesn't get a higher grade because of his poor defense. The eighth pick is power forward slash center Jackson Hayes from the University of Texas. He was selected to the Atlanta Hawks, but later traded to the New Orleans Pelicans in a trade where the Hawks got DeAndre Hunter, Jordan Bone, Solomon Hill, and a future second-round pick. The Pelicans got Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Marcos Luzada Silva. As for Jackson Hayes, I would say he's disappointing for the eighth pick in the draft. He was only averaging 7.5 points per game, 4.0 rebounds per game, and 0.9 assists per game on 66% shooting, which is very good for the entire league, but he only really shoots close shots. He is a decent role player, just like he was in college. He isn't isn't anything special for the offensive side of the ball, 
but he is a good defender. I would have to give him a C plus because he was drafted 8th and I truly don't think a role player should be drafted this early in the draft. But he is a good defender and the Pelicans drafted an amazing player with the first pick, but I'll talk about him later. With the 7th pick, the Bulls selected point guard Kobe White from the University of North Carolina. He's really good. He was a solid pick for the Bulls team, struggling with their wonderful coach, Jim Boylan, (laughs) averaging 13.2 points per game, 3.5 rebounds per game, and 2.7 assists per game on 39.4% shooting. Kobe White was pretty average this season until he began to get hot in late February and March before the stoppage of the NBA. Kobe White is a great defender and has a good ability to create shots for himself. He is a quick guard so he can easily blow by slower defenders. His downsides are that he has poor shot selection, but that can be easily improved. I would have to give Kobe White an A because he has potential to be a long starting point guard, but he doesn't get an A plus because he has a couple things to improve on. The sixth pick drafted small forward Jared Culver from Texas Tech to the Phoenix Suns, but later that night he was traded to the Timberwolves in the same trade involving Cameron Johnson from earlier. He is a solid small forward that has potential to be a great player and seemed like the perfect wing to go along with Cat, but there's one problem. Jared has averaged 9.2 points per game, 3.4 rebounds per game, and 1.7 assists per game on 40.4 shooting. Those are pretty disappointing stats for the amount of hype he got. But, and he has a couple problems, and that problem is that he's consistent with his point total, rebounding, and his poor shot creation. At the end of the season, he started to get hot, but then the season was cut short. He is a good defender with a player impact plus minus of minus 0.3. With good defensive instincts, he makes solid plays off the ball, but shoots horribly, shooting under 30% from three and an atrocious, wait for it, wait for it, 46.2% from the free throw line. I honestly think my little brother can do better than that. But at the time of the draft, he was a great pick for the organization to trade for, but now he has lots to improve over. I would have to give his pick a grade of C- for his poor plays, but the bit of a potential to be a lot higher. But he did have a sick poster on Robin Lopez that he got really salty after, and it was really nice. The fifth pick took Darius Garland, a point guard from Vanderbilt that sat out most of the season, and then he was a one-and-done. But he was selected to the Cleveland Cavaliers. He is an underwhelming player, averaging 12.3 points per game, 1.9 rebounds per game, and 3.3. Nine assists per game on 40.4% shooting. The problems with him are that he is an inconsistent shooter and has absolutely horrible defense with a net rating of negative 8.7. That really sucks. He still shows glimpses of a solid passer and spot-up shooter from the perimeter, though. Still, he shouldn't have been selected with the fifth pick to be a bench point guard behind Matthew Dellavedova. It's Matthew Delavadova, people. He would be a bench player on basically every single NBA roster, but not the Cavs. He has potential, but that's only if he can prove all of this game. I would have to give 
Darius Garland a solid D+. Because he was drafted way higher than he needed to be. And he truly has a lot to improve on. But in theory, this was a good pick for the organization, but he hasn't translated to the NBA. With the fifth pick, the Lakers, but basically the Pelicans, because they gave away all their picks for Anthony Davis, drafted DeAndre Hunter from Virginia, who later that night was traded to the Atlanta Hawks in a trade involving Jackson Hayes. He is currently the starting small forward for the Atlanta Hawks, averaging 12.3 points per game, 4.5 rebounds per game, and 1.8 assists per game on 41% shooting. He is a pretty... He was pretty good in college on the offensive side of the ball, but not as much in the defensive side of the ball, ranking 76th in defensive real plus-minus for small forwards. But in his defense, he was tasked with guarding the big player on the other team every night, and they always did really well, partly because he's not very good at defense. He did fill a big hole for the Super Young Hawks team, and it was... A solid draft pick. I would have to give him a grade of C for filling a hole on the Young Hawks team and having potential to be a big thing in the league, but he needs to improve his defense. The third pick drafted small forward RJ Barrett from Duke to the New York Knicks. He is the second drafted of the big three from Duke that produced three top 10 picks even though they didn't make it far in the tournament. He is starting for the Knicks, averaging 14.3 points per game, 5 rebounds per game, and 2.6 assists per game on 40.2% shooting. He's a bit of a slasher with 32% three-point shooting and 61.4% free throw shooting, but he's trying to play one well under hard conditions in this losing franchise. RJ isn't the best player on his team, and his skill set can be very good alongside an elite playmaker like he had at Duke with Zion. But in New York right now, there isn't much of a premier playmaker, or even player for that matter. Even with no amazing player and getting the most of his possessions hogged by the trash shoot known as Julius Randle, he is still top four in total points, assists, and rebounds for the rookies. He still has a lot of potential. I would have to give this pick a solid B+. Plus because of his potential to be amazing. With the second pick, the Memphis Grizzlies selected point guard J.A. Morant, just kidding, it's Ja Morant, from Murray State University. He is my pick for Rookie of the Year, averaging 17.6 points per game, 3.5 assists per game, and 6.9 nice assists per game on 49.1% shooting. He basically has taken the Grizzlies from being projected to be one of the worst teams in the league by many to a playoff team with a bright future ahead of them. He leads the class in total points by more than 100 and assists by a bit less than 200. I think he will definitely blossom into a great player and he will have many all-star appearances in his career and a solid rest of the year with the Memphis Grizzlies team in Orlando. Hopefully they do well. Job basically single-handedly lifted a bad team in the Grizzlies to a playoff team, which is something that Michael and LeBron both couldn't do immediately. I would have to give Ja the first A-plus of the draft because of the fact that he single-handedly lifted the Grizz to success, and he's really good. In the number one spot in the draft is forward Zion Williamson from Duke. To put it lightly, Zion is simply a freak of nature. 
Even though he was injured for most of the season, he still impressed and lived up to the hype, averaging 23.6 points per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, and 2.2 assists per game on 58.9% shooting, which is tied for 8th best in field goal percentage for the league. I know people might say that his field goal percentage is so high because all he does is dunks. That might be like slightly true, but that's not true at all. And the fact he shot a whopping 46.2% from three, which is second in three-point percentage. But then again, he shoots around one three-pointer per game. People say that there's a risk of him getting injured because of his fl- high-flying game. But then again, there's a risk of anyone getting injured. I would have to give him an A-plus because of his immense potential and insane averages for a rookie. Then again, I don't think he'll be rookie of the year because, one, he said that Ja should win it, and two, he sat out for most of the year because he's injured. So yeah, he probably won't be rookie of the year. But thank you for listening to my podcast, and go check out my YouTube channel called From Downtown NBA Channel. I changed one word in that from my podcast. For more quality basketball content, I already uploaded a video down there. It's It's pretty good. It's decent. It didn't take me very long. But yeah, goodbye and have a great day. I hope you enjoy life and get through the rest of quarantine. Bye, peoples.